Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Next Best Series, part of the Next Best Picture podcast here at nextbestpicture.com where we discuss the Emmys. And for episode 6, we are discussing the 70th Annual Emmy Awards. We are giving our reactions to the winners here on the show. Here to help me do this, I have Ryan C. Showers. I started a hashtag, hashtag Ryan Showers Emmys because tonight was my night. And Michael Schwartz, everyone. My brain is still scrambling. We are recording this literally three minutes after the show ended. And I'm not going to lie. I arrived uh, home tonight. So the show ended at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I didn't actually start watching the show until 10 because I was out at a screening way, way, way late tonight. Didn't get home until, yeah, about an hour before the show ended. So I actually want to apologize in advance to everyone. I am definitely not the most knowledgeable knowledgeable for this instant uh, reaction recording because I had to skip through a lot of it in order to get ready in time for this. So because you were you were calling me as like they were announcing um, comedy supporting actress. Yeah, I mean, I, I was so out of the loop for the first two hours of the show. I did watch the last hour pretty, pretty straightforward for the most part, had to skip through a lot of the host banter. And to be honest, I'm probably the least knowledgeable here in terms of what actually went down on the show in terms of what was said and what happened. So um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but Michael, Yes. Would you mind kind of guiding us through each award tonight and what happened here on the show? Yeah, well, you know what? It's actually pretty easy to do that because they broke down the awards tonight in a really interesting way, and it was made for a really smooth and efficient show. Mm-hmm. They started yeah. With, yeah, they started with the comedy awards, then moved on to mini-movie, then we had some reality things, and then uh, finally the drama awards. So they just saved the big category winners for the end like the series winners yeah traditionally they save the acting winners until later on the show but not this time and that that was really good yeah well we started off with an acting winner and we just got them back to back to back the pacing was impeccable i've never seen an award show that was so well organized and efficient and like i wasn't bored once like i was my attention was there the entire time you knew what was coming next it was a great show i think that was the best emmys i've ever seen now i have to ask a question now how many awards are given out at the Emmys tonight? 26. Tonight? Yes. On air, during the three hours? 26 were presented on air tonight. So you're, you're trying to tell me that the Oscars have 24 and they're going to cut some during the commercial breaks? <laughs> you know, if the Emmys could fit it all into a three-hour presentation... <laughs> I just, and it ended uh, exactly uh, on time. It was just three hours. Yeah, I... It's it's unbelievable. Like that's how you produce a show. Yeah. No offense to uh, the guy who directed the Oscars. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, we uh, we got to talk about <laughs> on their proposed the other marriage. Yeah, on their engagement. That was unbelievable. But the first award of the night started off things uh, right off the bat on a very positive note. I would say. Oh yeah, Mr. Winkler. Oh, he's finally an Emmy winner. Finally. He has one or two daytime Emmys, but this is his first primetime, which is what really counts. He had that great line, too. I loved what, what he said about if you stay at the table long enough, eventually the chips come to you. Yep. And you know what? Like, I, I think that's some true shit. <laughs> you know, he is said to be the nicest guy in the industry. And you could tell that when he talks. He's just so 
genuine and warm and as we say in Yiddish, she's very Hamish, like very homey, down to earth. And that came out in his acceptance speech. He was so happy to have been, to have won. Like, I mean, I've never seen someone so jolly, and like they really wanted it, and it was fulfilling for them. I mean, we had said the other day when we were talking about uh, surprises or people that we would want to root for. Even though I thought Tony Shalhoub gave the stronger performance in that category, I would have voted for Henry Winkler just because he's so great. Yeah, I definitely think people wanted to reward him for sure. And there was a there was definitely a lot of that tonight where, you know, you could argue maybe somebody gave a better performance in the category, but there were ex- external reasons to want to vote for other candidates. And you know what? They weren't the wrong reasons. No, they weren't. I mean, everyone seemed to get their moment in the spotlight. And even if they weren't your favorite, they were still people that you would want to see succeed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or that gave a, a, an equally good performance, but just not your favorite. Right. So we started off with Henry Winkler for Barry, and I guess I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit because we also saw a surprise win for Bill Hader and Best Actor for Barry. Yo, I couldn't believe that. I mean, like, he was the runner-up in all of our predictions, but I mean... we thought Donald Glover was having such a year. He showed up dressed as Teddy Perkins in the front row! (laughs) To be fair, guys, remember, I did predict um, Bill Hader. It was really quick. That's right, you did. So I was pretty proud of that, um, that win tonight. Am I the only one here who's watched Barry? Yes. I- I'm going to catch up with it, I promise. It- it's terrific. And I didn't think I was going to like it so much at first, even though I really like Bill Hader and, of course, Henry Winkler. It is such a strong show. And I assume Bill Hader sent the tape from the episode I'm thinking of because he has such an incredible moment later on in the series that it's funny, but he also gets to be really dramatic and he has all these powerful moments. And I think that may have overshadowed the avant-garde stuff that Donald Glover was doing. So I totally understand why Bill Hader would win. And he's just a really beloved guy. Absolutely. And Donald won a lot last year, so he's he's fine with his Emmy. Yeah, we'll spread the wealth, didn't hurt anybody. And Donald Glover didn't win anything tonight. Which is shocking because we were a lot of us were predicting that Bill Hader wouldn't win anything tonight. Well And they were going head to head in a lot of categories. So mm-hmm. that was definitely uh shocking for sure. I mean yeah. Atlanta didn't win a single award tonight, actually. No, it didn't. It won at the Creative Arts for Cat Williams, and I think it may have won a few others there. I think two others aside from that. But aside from Barry, let me tell you the big story here in comedy series, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yeah. pretty much swept. Oh, aside yeah. Aside from Tony Shalhoub. It took comedy series, comedy actress, comedy supporting actress, comedy writing as predicted, and then it also took comedy directing mm-hmm. which, which was, yeah, you know what she was uh, you know I, I think Michael were you the only one that said that that would win directing actually of the, no, of the three of us no I predicted Atlanta wow so we all thought Atlanta yeah. we had uh, we had uh, Mrs. Maisel as the runner up though yeah and for Matt I just gotta say something for Ryan and I yeah. talking about this win here Amy Sherman Palladino is creator of Gilmore Girls and Ryan and I are like Gilmore Girls obsessives that show was the smartest wittiest pop culture filled I don't want to call it phenomenon, even though it should have been. It was just... It has a legacy. It's like a warm blanket. Yeah. And so many people just respond to that show. It started Melissa McCarthy's career. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of love. And just seeing her finally get that Emmy's love when she was passed over all those years on Gilmore Girls and Bunheads, it was just so wonderful to see not just a win last week at the Creative Arts for music supervision, but then back-to-back wins tonight on the main stage. And the surprise win, like the the directing win, just kind of put the cherry on top of everything. It was just like because I was ex- we were we were expecting comedy series and um, writing, of course, but the directing win that was just you know everything and then some. 
So well, you know, I got to thank uh, our friends over at Gold Derby who uh, correctly pointed out that pilots tend to do extremely well in directing. And Atlanta had two episodes up, and it's it looks like it's very possible that they split the vote. And of course, you know, Maisel had a had a pilot here. Glow also had a pilot, but it wasn't a. Uh, you know, it wasn't it, that that show was not as well received by the Emmys as many people were anticipating. And of course, Barry was up and Bill Hader was up for directing there as well. But you know what? I, you can't go wrong with what Amy Sherman Palladino did here. And man, oh, man, was she was she great during her speeches, too. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. such a riot on that stage. It really looks like a movie, the pilot of that episode. You have, like, tracking shots and great production design and costumes. It really looks like this big, grand production. And seeing her win after all these years, Matt, this is going to sound crazy to you, but this is, like, the equivalent of Martin Scorsese finally winning his Oscar. Oh, no, I totally get it. It makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely. And, I mean, hey, I'm all for the win. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not against it in any way, shape, or form. It's just tough for me because I haven't actually watched Maisel yet. Um, but I'm like, I'm dying to do so. I, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. So. Well, and on a predicting side, on just a, a purely practical um, level, I think a lesson we can glean from this is that um, whenever there's a new show like this, um, I made the comparison to Handmaid's Tale. Whenever I predicted, I predicted Alice Bo- Alex Bornstein for Best Supporting Actress. Bor- no end. Borstein. Borstein. I, uh, I said that this was similar to Handmaid's Tale in the types of wins that it would um, rack up. And I think right. we need to – so in the future, if there's a breakout show such as Maisel or Handmaid's, it's probably going to sweep – directing, writing, um, series, actress, and a supporting one. And, you know, Ryan and I, you were talk- you and I were talking about this actually a little bit off air, Ryan, where the last couple of years, ever since the voting change for the Emmys, they've become a bit more predictable, um, I would say. Yes. Where I think, you know, you saying that, that this, this can be a rule to follow moving forward, I actually am kind of agreeing with you where in the past I would have disagreed because the Emmys like to throw curveballs at us sometimes. For example, you know, you every now and then get something like Regina King winning again. <laughs> Regina <And> King. <laughs> no, none of us were predicting that at all. I think she was the only nomination from her um, from her production. Not only that, but the show was canceled. That show, it was canceled. It was supposed to be a series. And when it was canceled, they said, oh, we could campaign this in a miniseries now. No one was even expecting her to get in. Well, it was so under the radar. It worked for her then, you know. This can start her Oscar campaign. No joke. I mean, we all want to see Amy Adams, like, run to Oscar glory this year. But if it ends up that Olivia Coleman goes lead for the favorite and Amy somehow disappoints, you know, Regina King, there's your Oscar winner if she's this loved on the film side. Yep, I agree. Who else do we have in many movie? Oh, we have a lot of love for Godless. This was looking like the Netflix category for a while. Yeah. Because you had Godless winning for Merritt Weaver and Jeff Daniels, then Black Mirror winning for writing. And then I think they had something for like American Crime, but then you have that seven seconds uh, with uh, Regina King also with Netflix. So they pretty much dominated here. Yeah, they did really, really well. And not only that, too, but you also had uh, John Mulaney uh, win for yeah. writing a variety special. That was also John for Mulaney, Netflix. We love, he actually won, I think, for an SNL thing a few years ago when he was writing a song for them. But, you know, we know him from uh, Oh Hello with Nick Kroll and uh, the Indie Spirit Awards, of course. He's always a good host there. Mm hmm. So I thought it was maybe going to go to Patton Oswalt just because people love him. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, his wife passed away a few years ago. It might be a sympathy vote. Well, 
I totally forgot, two years ago, they actually gave it to Patton Oswald right after his wife had passed away. Yeah. So the sympathy thing already happened. Little, little, little late there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had an election in between. A lot of my mind is gone from the assassination <laughs> of Gianni Versace. American Crime Story did very well, as we all predicted. What's really funny about that is that Ryan Murphy wins two awards tonight for directing and limited series or miniseries, and it's funny because he thanked FX in his speech. Well, this is one of the last things Ryan Murphy's going to be doing with FX because he just signed this big Netflix deal. Yeah. So talk about the real Netflix category. Yeah, career send-off. Darren Chris also won lead actor uh, for, for the show as well. Yes, he did. And he is, I think they said, one of the youngest winners uh, in that category, I believe. Maybe second yeah, he's youngest? He's one of the youngest winners, but he's a little older than he looks. I think he's actually in his early 30s. Ah, oh, gotcha. People see him and they think, oh, he's 22. Mm. Uh, since we're just talking about directing for a minute here, Glenn Weiss... <laughs> Glenn Weiss had the moment of the evening where the Oscars managed to upstage the Emmys on the Emmys. Talk about the moment of the night. How about moment of the week? Yeah. And moment of the month, maybe even. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, that, I, listen, I just finished the show, same time you guys did, and I sped through it. I rewatched that speech three times because <laughs> it made me tear up. It made me smile. It hit me right in the feels. It made me feel good about humanity, watching everyone's reactions. I mean, st- go back and rewatch people's reactions, like, in the background. Like, Sterling K. Brown is on the stage, and he is, like... And Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones made by night, okay? Like, oh, my God. It was incredible. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch is going nuts. Like, everyone's just going nuts. That, that's, that moment stopped the show, and everybody just zoned in on that uh, on, on that let me couple. tell you something too if you're the producers and, and the director too of this show and you're worried about time constraints and people going over their speeches because you're trying to finish at 11 on the dot and you have a moment like this kudos to them for not cutting it short and letting it just play out and also too well maybe because he is a director glenn weiss knew to keep it short and simple and sweet and straight to the point yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what's so funny about that is glenn weiss is the director of the oscars he's the one who was in the control booth when the whole la la land moonlight thing happened <laughs> right so he knows a good television moment and you know it was clear that he was probably going to win so he had this whole thing ready to go What's really funny, too, is that the director of uh, this Emmy telecast was, uh, I can go on his name, but uh, David, what's his name, who also does the Oscars a lot. Then he even gave him a little shout-out saying, just give me a minute here, I'm going to go over. <laughs> and it worked because later on when Stephen Daldry wasn't there to give a speech, they didn't have to go so much over because it was perfect. You know, there wasn't a speech to be had. Yeah. John Oliver proves once again. That he is the new John Stewart. Mm-hmm. That's the John Oliver category. You know, he's fine and everything, but I would like to see them spread the love to maybe like Samantha B or Jimmy Kimmel. Well, they didn't do it when John Stewart kept winning all those years, so yeah. who knows? Well, and so Samantha B did lose um, writing, variety writing, unfortunately. She won something last week, I believe, but she lost the writing to John Mulaney. Well, uh, Outstanding Variety Sketch Series, Saturday Night Live, they one there. Lockdown. I mean, come on. A lot of love for Keenan Thompson tonight as well uh, throughout the evening. I thought he evening. may have been a runner-up in the supporting category. I was feeling the love. But he's one of those people, he, he could maybe pull off a win in the next year or so. I mean, who knows how much longer he's going to be with SNL. Not to mention, too, can we talk about that opening for a minute? Oh, it's adorable, yeah. With him, uh, Kate McKinnon, and all the other, all the other members of, uh, like, a bunch of actors came up on the stage. It was Keenan Thompson and Kate McKinnon who walk out of first, and I thought to myself, oh, maybe they're the hosts, and they were just pranking us the whole time with this kind of just, like, <laughs> thing. 
Yeah. A friend of mine tweeted and said, they're not the host because they couldn't afford them. And I said, Lauren Michaels is producing. He owns Kate McKinnon and Keenan Thompson at this point. They have to do what he says. What did we think of Michael Che and uh, Colin Josh? Uh, jo- Colin, I can't say it right. Colin Jost. Jost, thank you. You know, the internet has this weird thing against them for some reason. And I don't exactly understand what it is. Like, I don't think they're the funniest guys in the world, but they're serviceable. They do a fine job on Weekend Update. Let me put it to you this way. After their opening, which I did watch in full, every time they came out on stage, I just skipped right over it, to mm. tell you the truth. I did not I did not watch it. Well, they had a few moments. You're not going to go down as great hosts by any means. That- but they didn't need to. The show was good enough by itself. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll probably go back and, you know, rewatch. Um, the show again to tell you the truth honestly because there are some things I'm sure I missed that I really do want to watch but um, yeah I, I wasn't feeling that opening and after that I just was like yeah I can afford to skip this I guess he had like Emmy reparations where he was going around and giving Emmys to African American actors who hadn't won before Yeah. so he's going up to all these people who had been up for the Emmy and never won and someone said where do you get this and he goes I took it from Bill Cosby Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ <laughs> Hey, before we move on to um, the drama categories, I um, I want to be the one to um, introduce the um, reality competition show winner. That's all you, Ryan. <laughs> I, I was actually going to give it to you, Ryan, because I knew that you were having a great moment when this one, I'm sure. Well, th- this one after um, my great moment started happening. But um, no, so RuPaul's Dry Grace finally won um, reality um, reality show. And um, it's been, you know, 10 years of RuPaul revolutionizing um, TV, and uh, it couldn't have come at a better time. And I, as a fan, I'm extremely happy. And I think, you know, we should all be more like RuPaul and try to, you know, spread uh, enlightenment and um, normalize uh, things that may feel weird to us. We could all be like RuPaul. You're just never getting me in drag. Yeah, and I really and I and I have to say I really love the speech too. Well, so what he said in his speech is what he says at the end of every episode. He says, "If you can't love yourself, how can you? How the hell can you love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Let the music play." So he was just doing his normal spiel, but it was perfect. So now, what was really funny about that category is that the last few years we've seen The Voice win. And The Voice is produced by Mark Burnett. Now, I don't know if either of you know what happened last night at this pre-Emmys party, but apparently Mark Burnett and Tom Arnold got in some sort of fist fight over Trump tapes and this whole crazy thing. You'll have to read the story. Mark Burnett is the producer of The Apprentice, who apparently has access to the <laughs> tapes that everyone's talking about. So there is no better metaphor for this blue wave than RuPaul winning over Mark Burnett. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, exactly. So, so that, that's I guess the state of America right now. I've never seen an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's not really my thing, but you know, he seems like an energetic guy who people like. And and he, here's the thing about uh, what you just said because I probably would have said the same thing two years ago. You know, oh, I mean, I'm sure it's great, but it's not really my thing. And then I watched one episode and led to another, and now I feel like I'm family. With RuPaul. So now heading over into uh, drama, there's a couple of things I actually want to talk about here because as the evening started to progress, I started to get more and more confused. And you know, as we got closer to best drama series, so you know, first thing I'll, for, I'll start off by saying is The Handmaid's Tale did not win a single award tonight. Nope, they dropped that show like a hot potato. 
But 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 it's so weird because it did so well at the Creative Arts Emmys. And after the season that they had last year and how well they did at the Primetime Emmy Awards, I mean, it was it was kind of shocking. Maybe they maybe voters finally watched season two and realized, oh my god, what did we do by giving it all these nominations? Yeah, it's it wasn't a good season, and season one was so great. I don't begrudge any of the wins from last year. But this was just all dark and doom and gloom, and there was nothing really redeeming about it. But it's more than that, Michael. It's the, the storytelling itself was bad. The direction was bad. The acting was just overcooked and overdone. It was not... The storyline just completely dropped. Like, without um, Margaret Atwood's narrative from the book, there was no narrative. It was just, you know, torture... I'm sorry, torture porn. Well, I won't go that far, but I definitely agree that it was darker. In any event... Uh, outstanding writing for a drama series. Congratulations, Ryan. It went to the Americans, and I could not be happier. I was so happy. Uh, me either. Like I, I was, I was, I doubted it for a minute. I thought, okay, you know what, The Handmaid's Tale is going to win this, then it's just going to go on and win directing. And but no, I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, this show is like half of my television heart. You know, The Good Wife never won writing or drama series, but The Americans did tonight, and. Um, I'm a little less cynical because of it. This was this was the one place too where I said if they're going to reward the Americans anywhere, I would love for it to be here. Yeah. And then coming off of that to have Matthew Reese win Best Actor in a Drama Series, yeah. Ryan, I started to get the feeling. I did too. I started. So did I. We all did. Like I I kind of felt it was happening, but then something else was also simultaneously happening that. Yeah. Which was, I realized that The Crown had a better haul at the Creative Arts Emmys than it did for season one. Mm-hmm. And then it won for directing. Yeah. And I started to think to myself, oh man, are they treating you know season two of The Crown though as if it were a series finale? Because for all these cast members, you know, it is for them. And so I started to wonder, like, is The Crown going to win Best Drama Series? And when Claire Foy then won Best Actress in a Drama Series, you know, I looked at that and I said to myself, God damn it, they gave it to Matthew Reese and they didn't give it to Carrie Russell. Ugh. But last year it was all about Foy versus Moss. Foy, Moss. Which one are you going with? Foy or Moss? That's all that anybody could talk about. Moss got hers. This was the last chance to give it to Foy. And yes, it was also the last chance to give it to Carrie Russell. But I do believe that, A, The Crown was always more of the Emmy show than the Americans, and B, Claire Foy is kind of having a moment now transitioning from The Crown into uh, feature film. She's leading a lot of movies, and she's got First Man coming out. I mean, th- this this just, it makes sense, uh, I guess is the best way I could put it. Well, and yeah. Like I was, you know, Carrie Russell really did give the best performance of te- of the television season last year on um, the Americans, and I'm I'm disappointed that she's never going to have one for playing Elizabeth Jennings. Um, you know, I'm very happy for Matthew Reese, and I for after he won, I really thought that it was going to go four for four. I thought it, she would win, and then the series would win, and yeah, but, um, I started to think so too. You know, it's you know, good for good for Claire Foy. You know. At least Elizabeth Moss didn't win again. That's all I have to say. You know what? Carrie Russell could take Matthew Reese's Emmy and put it on her side of the bed. Exactly. So, you know what? I'm good. You know, it's it's disappointing because Matthew Reese had a fraction of her, the screen time that Carrie Russell did in season six. But, you know, it's it's 
I see it as a as a win for the show and as a win for them and their characters, and I'm I'm just happy that it finally broke through and won all these won these two big awards. I also take it as she was the runner up, in my opinion. She was probably. I have no doubt of that based upon uh, those two wins for the Americans. That it was probably the runner up in drama series and a runner up in best uh, actress. I bet it was raz- I bet it was a razor thin margin too. Yeah, definitely. And one more thing about Matthew Reese. You know, he's known for the Americans. He was in The Post last year. But I know him from Brothers and Sisters that used to be on ABC. So maybe he has a fan base going all the way back to that. <laughs> you, you mean you? <laughs> no, that was a pretty big show back in the day. No, I so remember I it too. Actress. So maybe uh, if there were more talk about Felicity and Carrie Russell, that could have pushed her over. God damn it. I should have been campaigning for her this, uh, you know, for the past couple months. Well, you know what? She can win a Tony next year. We could talk about that on Next Best Theater. Well, um, before we move on, on you know, Stephen Daldry, who directed my favorite movie, The Hours, also won tonight for The Crown, which mm-hmm. is very cool and unexpected and good for him. That show has also always been a very... Uh, I mean, I, to be honest, I was shocked that it did not win directing uh, last year uh, in its first year. I was shocked. I was so sure it was going to win because he's also a household name, to your point. Yeah, he is, and... Yeah, so, but, see, I predicted The Crown to win Best Supporting Actress, and I was wrong about that, but I was right that it wasn't going to Yvonne nor Ann Dowd again. Yeah, no, you did call that, and, you know, possibly with uh, Alexis Bledel in there as well, you know, a three-way vote split uh, potentially occurred, and, you know, last year, I think I said this on the last episode, you guys corrected me, I, I said, last year, we all predicted Dandy Newton to win, and Michael was like, no, I predicted Ann Dowd, and I was like, oh, okay, sorry about that, I know <laughs> I was pre- predicting Dandy Newton to win uh, for Westworld Season 1, and once again, kind of like what happened in a few other categories, this was um, not only a makeup win, but the work was there. I mean, I, I watched all of Westworld this year, and uh, Tandy Newton's performance, I thought, in season two was even better than what she gave in season one. So um, it didn't feel like it was an unearned uh, makeup win in any way, shape, or form. And once again, I'm just happy that the Emmys continue to spread the wealth uh, very much so to other shows. And with that said, um, I wish they could have spread the wealth in other ways because this is very out of character for me. Um, I am very, very, very against uh, the two wins for Game of Thrones tonight for Peter Dinklage, an outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, and for Game of Thrones winning uh, best drama series because it's my favorite show of all time. Yeah. Hell has frozen over. The greatest show I think I've ever watched in my life. It's it's a part of my life. Like, it's part of who I am. Like, my personality is, like, my friends. It's a conversation my friends, like, bring up. They My friends text me when they think of Game of Thrones. They're like, oh, I got to text Matt this. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's how, like, synonymous this show has become to me. I said on the last episode... The worst thing that could happen to Game of Thrones as it heads into its final season where it is pretty much set up and ready to have the biggest, most epic, grandest, most spectacular series finale of all time just because of budget reasons and the work they're going to throw at it for it to win here. If it goes on next year and even if it's like the most deserving thing ever, people are going to just be Game of Thrones fatigued out. And it, it, no one's... Oh, it's just gonna... Oh, my Matt. God. 
It's going to be like that night Lord of the Rings won 11 Oscars, and by the time they got to Best Picture, they were like, get on with it already. You know, that's what it's going to be like. Matt, I wouldn't worry too much. I think it's... <sighs> it's Matt, here's what you have to think of it as. I was doing some research tonight when The Handmaid's Tale lost writing and directing. I wanted to see if it could still win series. So I was mm-hmm. going through uh, previous Emmy years and seeing what had happened, if there was anything similar to it. And in 2013... Breaking Bad won drama series with only one other win on the main show, and that was supporting actress for Anna Gunn. And that was, it aired right around the time of the season finale, but it was for the previous season. Yeah, I remember. So the show still won again the next year. That was not everyone's shock that Brian Cranston didn't win, and it was right after Ozymandias. Yeah, and I remember, too, it was going up against True Detective, and, you know... Uh, I just, I do, I like, I remember, you know, and it's like, that's what I don't want to run into. I don't want to run into a situation where, like, it deserves to go to the show because of how spectacular it, like, hits the landing. And granted, I'm assuming it's going to. And people are going to just be like, oh, I'm just over this already. Can we get on to, you know, 2020 Emmy Awards, please, for the love of God? Like, I just don't want, like, I want that final win for that show to be celebrated. I don't want it to be a enough already kind of thing. It will be. Uh, Don't worry. I mean, listen, The Handmaid's Tale is done in my in my view. I mean, it won't be it won't even be competing next year. Um, you know, the Americans... There'll be some other sh- new show next year, probably, in its first year, but it's going to be incredible, I'm sure. Well, just but hear me out, listen. It's going to be Game of Thrones. They're going to have, like, the host flying on a dragon or something. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> sensational. Like, don't worry. Just you know. I just... And I, I just... And here's my everything, too. Yeah, season seven is actually one of the worst seasons of Game of Thrones. It's not the worst, but it's one of the worst. And I just, like... I could, I could hear Will. I didn't, like read will's reactions by the way in our group chat but i could like hear them like across the the country i could hear him just going oh god they did it they actually did it uh but whatever i mean personally if it were me i would have picked the americans but well yeah i mean the americans had its best season ever in 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 its portfolio of six perfect seasons yeah so it should have won and carrie russell should have won but you know what it's fine. The Game of Thrones one. It almost felt um, ceremonial in a way. It's fine. I mean, well, what really upset me uh, more was that they didn't even like lean into the microphone and say anything outside of anything that they've said before in their previous acceptance speeches. They, they like they didn't even say um, we have one more year to go and trust us when we say it's going to blow your brains away. Like they didn't even say anything like that to like get us hype. Um, for what's to come. And I just was like, oh, they're thanking George. They're thanking, like, guys, I, I swear, that, like, this is so weird of me to, like, sound like this, but this was, like, the one thing I did not want to see happen because I wanted them to, like, I wanted them to miss Game of Thrones so that when it does come back next year and it, you know, takes over pop, pop culture and the zeitgeist and everything, because you know it's going to air in the spring and the Emmys are going to be that summer. Yeah, so like, it's- it ain't going to... Yeah, it's going to be in a more prime good. time slot. That's good for the show. Right, exactly. So anyway, I digress. Um, I love the show. And, you know, it's great. I just wish that somebody else like Lena Headey or Nikolai Costa-Waldo could have also won other than Peter Dinklage, who is great. He's great. Well, He had a great episode. He submitted his best episode for the season. And it was better than his work in, uh, pre, uh, in season six. or No, season five, which he previously won for. So that's fine. But I actually thought Lena uh, Headey was going to take it there for a second. 
for a hot second because I knew that the Handmaid's Tale wasn't gonna wasn't clicking for some reason, and I thought, ooh, watch it be her, like finally getting her due, like Thandie Newton, kind of. Well, now I, now I feel like they're gonna save it for the final year. <laughs> uh, well. You know, in summary, I think that was a great show. I thought the winners were well chosen for the most part, and um, the the pacing was great, and um, the organization was great, and I'm I'm a happy camper. Hashtag Ryan Showers Emmys. I had hoped for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel sweep. I got as close to that as possible. You know, I kept tweeting every time Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won. I tweeted Maisel Tove because that was their whole campaign slogan. Was it was it really? I thought you just made that up. Oh no no, they had like giant signs that said Mazeltov all around New York and LA. Oh, okay. It was very very clever and for those of our listeners who aren't Jewish, at a wedding or a bar mitzvah or a joyous occasion, you sing Simentavu Mazeltovu Mazeltov is Simentov. Okay? It's just like a joyous song where you're clapping and it starts like a hora. It's a very joyous thing. So I tweeted as a song tonight, Simentavu Mazeltov is Simentavu Mazeltov. So there you go for everyone who wants to celebrate the win of this fabulous show on Amazon. Season 2 is coming up soon, and it'll be so great to see it competing against Veep next year, my two favorite shows right next to each other. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that is going to be a dirty, dirty race, especially for Best Actress. You have Julie Louis-Dreyfus, final season of her show, back after beating Cancer. Yeah, she's winning. Next oh, two. she's definitely going to win. I mean, she's probably going to win, but then you also have... Rachel Brosnahan, who's going to have this bigger season. They're saying it's larger in scope and just so much going on. They could even do a tie, and I'd be thrilled. Well, Julia Louis-Dreyfus will win, and Rachel Brosnahan have will have won this year. So unlike Carrie Russell, who has zero Emmys. So here's a very interesting thing I just looked up a minute ago. I was looking up, like, overall wins. Um, American Crime Assassination of Gianni Versace walked away tonight with seven wins. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel walked away with eight wins, and Game of Thrones walked away with nine. So Creative Arts and Primetime Emmys, when you put them all together, all is said and done, those are your top three winners for 2018. Okay, there you go. So everything gets a little moment in the spotlight. Not too bad. You know, I mean, for the Americans to also get recognized, for Barry to get recognized... Mm -hmm. I mean, Westworld got something, Godless got something, Black Mirror got something. It, it, it really was spread the wealth in many, many uh, areas. I mean, and yes, not everything can get recognized all the time. And I'm sure that there are some shows out there that people are just, you know, dying for when somewhere, Stranger Things, um, This Is Us, you know, um, what else? What else went home empty handed this year? Glow. The Handmaid's Tale tonight. Oh, the Handmaid's Tale, there you Not go. Not creative art. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, tonight, if you would have, if somebody would have tweeted out from the future, hey, The Handmaid's Tale is winning zero uh, zero Emmys um, the night of the main show, a lot of us would be like, huh, what the hell? that's odd. I saw uh, Her Smell today at the uh, New York Film Festival starring Elizabeth Moss, and I even said to uh, people around me, I said, oh, man, it's, Eliz- it's, an, Elizabeth- it's an Elizabeth Moss-filled uh, day. She's going to win an Emmy tonight, don't you know? Well, <laughs> Do I look stupid now? No, but you know what's great? You know what's funny, though? You know, they gave Elizabeth Moss, like, these, you know, they went out of their way to give her these Emmy-baiting episodes in season two that are just ridiculously over the top and just, you know, hammer hammering in her crying and her suffering and whatever else. 
And like, you know, she, Carrie Russell beat her at the television critics association. Um, uh, Claire Foy beat her tonight. Sandra Oh will probably beat her for the golden globe and C- Carrie Russell will probably beat her for the critics choice award. So maybe bait doesn't always work. I would just like to say curb your enthusiasm went home empty handed and not that anyone was expecting it to win. But as that show sort of reaches the finish line, we don't know how many seasons they're going to do. There's one more that's coming out next year. I would really like to see that take a comedy series win one year. So maybe we could push that after Maisel runs his course or just something happens. I was going to say, I sadly don't think that will ever happen. I don't either, Michael. I know. It's almost 20 years old, and they do it whenever they feel like it. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, well... We have another year of Veep and Game of Thrones winning the Emmys to look forward to. <laughs> well, and um, Veep is also my favorite comedy series. So even though I'm not like a big Game of Thrones guy, sorry, Matt, I just don't get it. Um, you know, I-, I will be looking forward to that. We shall see. Does anyone have any other final notes or any uh, little tidbits from the show? Guys, you got to fill me in. I missed like the entire show. <laughs> You know, aside from the winners, there wasn't a ton of shtick going no. on, aside from, like, Fred Armisen and something with Maya Rudolph. Uh, yeah, what was going on with that? I don't know. Uh, that's when I was typing. I, I really wasn't paying attention. I love, I, I'm such a no-nonsense kind of a person. I hate wasting time, and they just, you know, cut out all the bullshit. They, it was, a, and that's what made it a great show. It was just extremely efficient. It was clean, very adult. I mean, Will Ferrell's stupid thing at the end was annoying. But other than that, I mean, whatever. It, it was kind of it was kind of funny only because of like I've never seen anybody do that, you know, take forever to walk up to the mic. Well, it's funny because I texted Michael and I said, "Hey, the the show actually may end early," and then Will Ferrell <laughs> slowly walks to the microphone. I was like, "Wait, never mind." <laughs> Billy Eichner tweeted something really funny after the Glenn Weiss proposal thing. He said, "Fine, I'm getting divorced on the Tonys." <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, oh, that's um, amazing. You know, I think, you know, the three of us um, each had a very um, favorable night uh, um, tonight yeah. with the winners. And I think that's a great way to wrap up. Yeah, I, I got to say, you know, the three of us here, um, to have our pony, you know, in, in the race, uh, to have our pony do well uh, is definitely a very, very gratifying thing and doesn't happen often. So I do take a uh, great joy in that. I'm happy to share it with two of my very best friends. So Ryan, Michael, thank you for making us a really wonderful Emmy season. Well, thanks Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for letting us do this. Oh, just one really, really quick note before we end, this is going to sound silly, silly to you, but it's just sort of notable considering the shows that we love. I'm Maisel. Matt is game of Thrones and Ryan is Americans. And even though Americans didn't win series, it came very, very close. Let me just say, Creators of all three shows, all Jews. So there you go. Well, hey. Good night for the Jews at the end. <laughs> Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Yeah. All right. And with that said, Ryan, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Ryan C. Showers or at Carrie Russell Fan. I don't know. One or the other. You have a Carrie Russell Fan Twitter account? No, I don't. I just need to say her name one last time and toast to her because she didn't win tonight and she should have. Watch that account get, like, so many followers now just because even though you denied it, people still think it is you. (laughs) No, but there are Carrie Russell fan accounts that follow me, and they are intense, man. Like, (laughs) Michael, where can they find you on the internet? On Twitter at MikeMovie, Mazeltov. (laughs) And you could find me at NextBestPicture, Valar Margulis, everyone. That's for my Game of Thrones fans out there. 
You can subscribe to the next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, also on CastBox. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. And if you're feeling generous, head on over to Patreon. Subscribe for $1. You get some exclusive podcast content here that we are providing and also some stuff for Next Best Series where we actually review uh, specific television shows or miniseries so hop on that and like i said if you're feeling generous in any event though thank you so much for joining us for this instant recap of the 70th annual primetime emmy awards we shall see you all very soon hopefully with a new television show next time Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.